Hello and welcome into Smokescreens Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Gunner, here with my partner, Johnny. Excuse me. Johnny. And today we're going to start off with the most recent news that came out of the NBA. It's Paul George. Johnny gets the five-year, $226 million max contract. What do you think of this? Um, I think this is kind of how the NBA does its business nowadays. Um, you have such a si- a high salary cap, um, which means a lot of these players are going to get a big cut. About probably, you probably even think about 20 players are going to get a max deal at some point. There's probably a max contract on, on every team, if not two for teams that have, you know, multiple all-stars and big players. Um... You, there's no denying the talent, though. He has he's excellent from three point as far as the season. It's like as far as regular season, he's a yep. he's a probably top. I'd have to say top at least top ten in three point shooting alone. Um, he's got excellent length and speed. He is uh, he is thirty, so when he's done with that contract, he's going to be thirty five. But the age is kind of. Age is kind of different as far as how long these athletes can actually stay in their sort of peak, sort of say. I agree. I think I was kind of surprised that he got the contract, um, and I'm at least that much now because nobody knows how the salary cap is going to be affected with COVID. Sure. And honestly, I haven't seen Paul George step up when, like, for example, last year, in the playoffs when right. Kawhi was out and you Paul George didn't step up at all. And you need to you, – if you're going to give a player a big contract like that, I think you need to be able to count on them in, in situations where their yeah. team needs needs a leader. The self-appointed playoff P. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I do have, like, some numbers on that real quick uh, that you mentioned. So from the – with that Nuggets series when they were leading and then from game, from game, game five and on, we had – he did – 21 for 55 in the field, which is is average. Um, his game his game six was excellent. Actually, he did have 11 11 free throws out of 11. He had five steals in that game, but he only averaged five rebounds and only three assists in those last those last three games. And that game seven was putrid, absolutely putrid. He went four for sixteen from the field. Eleven of those shots were three pointers. He only made two of them. So he goes two for eleven from three point land. Like he's stop shooting for a second. Uh, he had four rebounds, two assists, a block, a steal, and then turned the ball over five times. Just really, yeah, really shrunk in that kind of moment. And all you have to do is win one game out of the next three. And I yeah, I I think something that also kind of factors into that is not having the same bonds with the rest of the team because i i know we heard sometime within the last week or so that the rocket i mean excuse me the clippers organization had um treated the treated paul george and uh excuse me uh Kawhi leonard differently than everybody else they were getting special treatment able to show up practices late and i, I don't know a whole bunch of stuff like that had oh, a really? special like- effect yeah well, I mean, yeah, because yeah, the- you're supposed to be a leader on that, uh, as far as exactly being a transcendent and kind of like yeah, yeah. I think that that sort of makes him troops. take it for granted, if anything, and and doles that leader role and makes him, you know, uh, if anything, is, a little cocky. Yeah. It is a player driven. It's a star. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And agents too. Yeah. To yeah. Put them in the conversation. But if you're going to win, that star has to drive it, even when one Correct. isn't there. And you yeah. have to be able to bond with with the rest of your team. Yeah. And if you if you're not on the same level, if if you if you can, if there's differences between them, and you all know that there's a whole like everyone this this guy gets treated differently, so he's a better player than me, and they run practically. Why does everyone else get treated differently than me? Yeah. Then then there's going to be tension in that locker room, right. no matter what. Yeah. And yeah, because then you you question your best one of your best players at least how they carry themselves and their work ethic and and there was a bit where he got loud about uh doc rivers and no no adjustments through any of those three games but yeah how do you adjust if you don't if one of your best players isn't 
stepping up to the plate and actually producing. Exactly. You know, what, How do you adjust when you don't have any leadership matter. on right. the floor? Yeah, you can have point. it off, but you don't have anything on the floor. Right. Then, then you're you can't win at all. And really, I mean, probably your best locker room leader was uh, Montrez Harrell, who's who's great. And now, unfortunately, for the Clippers, like yeah, he's gone in yeah, L.A. now. Right. I mean, just hopped different locker rooms. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Yeah, I, I was kind of honestly, I was disappointed in him, and I don't, I, 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 I don't really agree with the contract in general. Yeah, I, I, I agree, um, <clears throat> but at the same time, there's gonna be a bunch of overpaid. I mean, overpaid players are everywhere in the league, so it's kind of. That's true. You, you kind of do have to raise yeah. the median quite high. You look at Malik Beasley, he just got $60 million right, from the Timberwolves. Be something and, that I was going to mention, yeah. too. I mean, $12.5 million per year, and you don't even know if he's going to start exactly. as far as like yeah. as our roster build right now. Well, is. I did talk a little bit about it last week. Um, I have, I, I, I'm seeing the Wolves kind of going possibly with just one big with only Towns and sure. the, in the four... Cause, cause I had uh, Anthony Edwards. You got he's a, he's a rookie, so you almost have to start him. As far as number one pick, yeah, yeah. right. And and unless they move, make a move for possibly Aaron Gordon, which I know that which we've heard the Wolves have been, had a lot of interest in and sure. well mutual interest. Um, there's, there, I, I I honestly it might make a little bit of sense. I just I, yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't do support, like a huge yeah. shakeup as far as our roster. To, yeah, I agree to, to acquire that. Um, our I can predict that our um, first round draft pick, if we still have one, is going to be relatively oh I agree juicy for as far as top ten even. I think they'd have to give up a Koji or Culver to get a player of of Gordon's stature and sure. possibly a first round pick down the line. Yeah. But then, at, if you're if you're looking to get an Aaron Gordon, I'm I guess I don't have his three point percentage in front of me, but. Unless if he's a an excellent inside defender, if you're only gonna roll out cat as far as a big, you're gonna have some major issues as far as protecting the paint. Exactly. We saw that with Butler too. When Cat when excuse me, Butler was the only one playing defense when right. when, when there were people down low. But to be fair to to Town's credit, he has actually improved a lot in the past two years, and I don't think people sure. recognize that a lot. I've seen him take more leadership down in the post as well. Yeah, I yeah, but I just um, I am kind of critical of Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Just yeah, in oh, the perspective you. of maybe softness and like it's maybe almost maybe comparable to a Paul George as far as. Not not so much work ethic, work ethic, but leadership. Yeah, on the on the court kind of thing. Yep. Right, and rallying the troops when you're down. And if you go to that Jimmy Butler season real quick, yeah, we before he got injured, we were the three seed in yep. the Western Conference, and he goes out for um, it could have been uh, a little over a month. So let so maybe fourteen games at most. Uh, yeah, it was at least fourteen, 12, if not more. Maybe Ten. Um, it was it was actually I think it was more than a month. It was so, about a month and a half because he came back in the beginning of April. You go from that three seed, all the way down to now you that very last game against the Nuggets. It was to win and fight in. for the right. ninth. Yes. Yeah. So, and with with a talent with the roster like that, that was that was moving in a good direction. And even with Butler hurt, he's still like he's still on the bench. He's still. Yep, he's still there for the team, but you st- that's that's going back to the Paul George thing is you don't have a leader on the court. Yeah, right. Yeah, even because yeah, if you think of Kawhi, obviously is a lead by example kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes you do need you do need a more. You need to get in someone's face. You I agree. To, right, you need to get loud in the media or something. Yep, and that's that's the same thing. You don't, you don't really get that leadership from D'Angelo Russell either. I don't think, especially on defense. Yeah, okay, yeah, at least so far. I mean, he's, like Cat, he's only been in the league for three, four, maybe five years. I think D'Angelo's one year older. Yeah. So there's still there's still a chance for that is kind of why you gave Wiggins such contracts like that. You, yeah. You look at the, the prospect of talent and where it's possibly going to be. So, Potential. Right. 
and you hope that Ryan Saunders is uh is is good at leading the youth and so <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, you have seen a lot, especially out of Russell on the offensive end, and you see a lot of the three point shooting is probably one of the top two on the team, and it's just the defensive effort that you need to see. Right. Yeah, you have to you have to stop. You need. I mean, you don't have to play defense for the entirety of the game, <laughs> but there are a lot of points in the third and fourth quarter where you need to make a stop here. Yeah, gonna, exactly. If you're either going to make a run to, to come back or shut it, put a team away. In yep. a sense. Yeah, one thing I talked about it last week was they did bring in Rondé Hollis Jefferson, the free agent small forward. Uh, he has played the— We had great games against yes, us. Yes, exactly. By the way, yeah, that I've noticed. He could be a potential defensive leader for us on the court. He's been—that that was really his strength— it was with the, uh, excuse me, the Nets Raptors or, last year. Oh, oh it was a and a little with the Nets, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, as far as the uh, playoff P air quotes, you know, uh, self-appointed. He's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's back to the NBA has such a high salary and their guaranteed contracts, and I think. You you go somewhere else as a free agent, you don't get anything for the player. Exactly. Which is why you as a as a team and like a general manager, you have to secure like an like an asset that yep. valuable as far as throughout the span of the the league's landscape. Yeah, yeah. So make it uh make a st- uh I don't wanna say a stance, but like you gotta make that effort to it's kind of investing. In, yeah, in yes, that's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Investing, right. yeah. yeah, invest in your team, and because because once you get at least one star player, our superstar player, and you get that max contract in, it's almost. I don't want to say it. It's a hundred percent, but it's it feels like it's almost it's a championship or bust season every year. For oh, for sure. Last year it was for them. It it might be a kind of a different kind of reloading kind of thing. You, you lose. Uh, Montrez Harrell, I feel like, was definitely their third best player on that team. Oh, 100%. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper Lou was was great. but Who's also gone now, I believe. Right, so like, that team was absolutely decimated following a, a horrible yeah, um, they did, Western uh, Conference yeah, semifinal series. Against the, the Nuggies. Nuggets. Yeah, right. So you have to secure some of your best talent. And these contracts have proven to be movable. I mean, you saw it with yeah, the true. Westbrook Wall deal. Yep. So, yeah, you just make sure you have that because then eventually it's the Kevin Durant OKC situation. Exactly. Where he just leaves as a free agent and, you, and you're OKC sitting there with no return for that investment, quote-unquote. Yeah, I... Yeah, I agree with that. Well, to be fair, OKC does have a lot of draft picks coming up in the next two, three years. And they've proven to do really well as yeah, far as I think they have their prospects. I want to say they have at least 10 to 12 draft picks in the next two years. Yeah, so they'll be in a similar position they were yeah. about three, four years ago. But yeah, there was that period in between losing Durant for Bupkis, essentially. It's that kind of refueling before you rebuild. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're in that front office is excellent at evaluating, evaluating yeah, that's true. talent. Yep. So they scratch off lottery tickets and they, they cash them in pretty Yeah, well. that's very true. Yeah. Other than that, we had James Harden in the news a little bit, Johnny. Ugh. I'm <laughs> tired of him. Yeah, I am too, not going to lie. I, I don't – there's another guy. He got another player out of his team and got in another – he got one point guard out, brought in another. He he swapped him out right. once more after he swapped out Chris Paul for for Russell Westbrook. Didn't like Westbrook. Swapped him out now for James for John Wall. Yeah, so we'll even see how that goes. And that Bradley Beal and the John Wall had a had a visible beef, an open beef in their locker yep. room too. So you don't know how volatile that can be. Like you think of the players that James Harden's played with. He had he had the KD and Russ Russ Westbrook days and OKC when. They made it to the finals, and that's the farthest he's been. Yeah, I, like, I honestly, I feel like this is kind of a GM LeBron situation. But like LeBron, we used to say that when he was in um, Cleveland. It's more. It's now. It's right. more GM Harden. 
and but he's he's kind of calling the shots. Mostly just holding his team hostage. Exactly. You know, at this point. And all he can do is shoot. Right. That's it. Like. And, <laughs> and he's stepped up in a few games defensively. Yeah, and, and he gained a lot of weight. He had that MVP season where you know it's stat driven, so it's that's true. Inflated by that. I mean, he's played with talent for essentially all of his career. Yeah. You do kind of need like a third great player to win a championship that's true you're gonna take it yourself i will give him credit though he's the only thing that houston has i mean they've got i'm they've got his 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 uh because you haven't seen john wall play since yeah exactly yeah exactly so so it's yeah that's totally harden's got his jersey retired at strip clubs in houston that's how much (laughs) the whole area loves him so but yeah and then um there was a, I don't have Instagram, I don't care about it, or like even the social medias, but he posted a, a picture of him just in like a, an Adidas sweatshirt and yep. plain, like no branding, like trying to even further his stance that he's already stated. Um, so I, I don't know, you just make it that much harder for you to get, get moved when you're that loud about, I need to get out of here. And then I agree. These if I'm a general manager on a different team, I'm like, okay, well, you're not getting full value yeah. for your trade because I know that player is – and I think he's holding out. He hasn't showed up to – training camp, I believe, has started. No, he's there now. Oh, really? He showed up a week or two ago. Uh, this might have been this week. It was not – it definitely wasn't more than 10 days ago. Okay. Okay, so I'm wrong on that, but I mean – No, you're fine. It was quiet. He, I mean, he's lost a better – the teams that he's lost to were essentially better than Houston, but eventually you have to look in the mirror and acknowledge, you know, maybe the problem is me. Maybe I have to change as like as a basketball player or as a leader in the locker room. I agree, know? and that's something you usually you want like, young players on that to realize. Team, he was the sixth man, exactly, right? and that's that. Yeah, that's something that young players usually need to realize. Like, like it, we another example is the Timberwolves, like. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, they need to realize that their defense needs to be better. It's like the problem can be you sometimes, right. you know? They need to drive that yeah. that difference. Yeah, exactly. And I think in this in this uh in this situation for James Harden, he needs to be the one that drives his teams to uh to finals or to championships. I, I agree. I just don't think he's a, a transcendent leader. I like to say that a lot, but the only thing there are only Yeah five six guys that are actually exactly bad. yeah the only thing they got in that trade was a better three-point shooter in john wall and yet we still haven't seen him shoot and since right, he's 2017 not even, and that's not saying much when you give away russell westbrook you know exactly who who last year was a lot better as far as his three-point attempts because the year before he just was jacking them up jacking them up yeah but it just yeah it was still pretty poor i thought he was I thought Westbrook was kind of on on a resurgence as far as he realizing said, what his game was. He set a record high um, uh, field goal percentage from inside the arc, actually. Sure. So he realized, you know, shooting yeah. these three pointers is becoming really a little more mature in his offensive end. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how they couldn't come to come together with it. You know, maybe there's still some residual things from mm-hmm. back in OKC, but. We have had Harden, he came out and he's he made a statement saying he's open to a trade to either Miami or Milwaukee. Okay. If so. you're if you're either of those teams uh, actually other we we've had um the that excuse me, we've learned that, that Brooklyn Nets are also have also expressed interest in him. And I've got a dark horse here. I'm I think sure, the Atlanta sure Hawks are interested. The Atlanta okay. Hawks would be a good fit for him. Right yes. next to Trey Young, you get Clint Capella back there. You get some. Ah, the uh, I can't remember as the rookie's far as Houston name is. Would get Clint Capella back? No, or yeah, uh, you just have him on the squad. I think they they have him back. They have him back there. They probably have to give up some. Probably just draft picks. I I'd some assume. heavy draft picks too. Yeah. I, or I think they, of the team, and those are the only two I can think of. Or they as might far move ammo for that. Uh, what's his, John Collins? His his contract is expiring okay. soon. That's a Alabama kid. No, that was Collins Sexton. Sorry. Yeah. Um. um other than so, Johnny out of Harden's two favorites, Miami and Milwaukee. Uh, which one are would you go with here? I don't want to break up that Miami squad at all. I know. 
Houston wants Tyler Hero and like all these yeah all these uh packages that um those two general managers are going back and forth mm-hmm. but they Houston's looking to land a young upcoming star that they can build around but if I'm either of those teams actually I'm in an Eastern Conference with no, I mean no LeBron in that Eastern Conference anymore. It's, Eastern Conference, that's wide open. nothing compared I don't, I don't to know the how West. Many people had Miami making it all the right? way to the finals, <laughs> and if you're Miami and you made it to the finals, with the current roster you had, had so much young talent. Exactly, are you willing to break that up. Especially, it's like, it's I, the I, bench, be. the depth on that right. team. There's never been a team so, with that much depth. So saying that, you do have requisite ammo to yeah to package a deal where. You do bring James Harden, and in. yeah, you think about that. Some is some of those guys on the depth are going to want to get paid eventually too. And also, you would, I would put him as the number two behind Jimmy Butler as far as hierarchy and team team leadership. If you keep, if you're able to keep Butler in Miami, yeah, I would too because I feel like it would. Ma- I, I the only thing is I feel like it would kind of shuffle the locker room a little bit because everyone's kind of bought into Butler's mindset. And, Eric, and, then, and the Eric Spolstra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And then and then Harden's going to go in there and he's going to want to be treated. I feel like he's going to be kind of wanted to be treated differently and be like but you, I do think the leader. in that you know Miami I mean? organization, you do have, you have Pat Riley and Spolstra who are both, yeah. um, we don't, we don't take any bleep. That's you true. Know, you're going to show up to practice. You're going to do all this. So you're going to do all the work. You're going to That actually defense. could be a good thing for Harden then. So, yeah, the more, more, we, dive, just yeah, the about, more yeah. we dive into it, it kind of does make more sense. I know my Milwaukee already made I think Milwaukee yep. kind of already made its moves, so I'm not sure how they'd be able to. Yeah. I think requisite. There there's even possibility for a th- three-team trade moving Giannis sure. there. I, yeah. I've, I know that Miami has been interested in that's him. A, that's so many tentacles for that. Yeah, I I just uh I don't speculate on the three. <laughs> crazy, but yeah, if there's some kind of, I feel like if those teams could make a swap, I mean, I think, I think Philly would maybe be able to, you know, cash in Embiid or Simmons. They'd probably prefer to keep Embiid. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Philadelphia. Honestly, I can't stand. You can't, uh, you can't keep both of those honestly, guys and expect as, to go anywhere. If not being Philadelphia, I can't stand either of those players. They have not developed the way you wanted them. And Bede's got a freaking attitude problem. And, Plus, and he doesn't stay healthy. Exactly. You know? He can't stay healthy. I would get Honestly, I wouldn't re-sign him again if I had the chance. I, I'd, I'd move him as fast as I can. I do think you could get, ben, get Harden for Simmons, though. Would I think that would be kind of a straight up yeah. deal. You might maybe, have to toss in some maybe second if rounders. You're Houston, you ask for a little more. But, yeah, yeah. Well, they do. Uh, their draft picks, though they t- they did get um, Detroit's first this year in a trade, and Portland's first round picks for 2021. They lost their um, first round in 2021. Uh, but both of those that both of Detroit and Portland's first round picks are protect protected. Um, if they are in, if they are in the area of one to sixteen. Okay, yeah, I, I am a big Portland fan, so I can see them. Oh, does, yeah, I, I'll I tell you now, Portland's going to go to the NV, to, to the Western Conference Finals. Whoa, Por- Portland's going to the Western, Western Conference, Conference Finals. Finals. Okay. Yes. Whoa, like that a, team is stacked. Like a tornado siren. <laughs> that's, that's hot. Enos Cantor. Um, Rocco, he's been, he's there too now. Oh, yeah, that team player. is stacked. Um, right behind Dame Dalla, and oh. you got McCollum, and yeah, that's a great roster. Actually. Zach Collins, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Zach Collins coming, kind of coming up, and yeah, the bench is bench is requisite as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I can see him. Uh, what else do we have here, Johnny? You want to move on to some NFL? Or do you have anything else about? I I just. I just think it's uh it's real tough when players it is a player driven league, so it's tough when they hold their teams hostage and and I I'll give you one I can go to one of two teams, you know, that have one who's really set with all their youth and the other who's set with already a bunch of moves that they already made. So you're probably gonna be in Houston. I don't I don't see them 
being able to move Harden within yeah. the next few weeks. I will tell you, two teams that have really done the whole rebuild, get there, you know what I mean? Like, like rebuild it to be a championship team. Two teams that have done it perfectly and have done it right are, first of all, the Denver Nuggets. They've done a fantastic right. job there. And second is the, those Memphis Grizzlies. That team is going to be so good in a few okay. years. I, I guess I, I only know Ja so far. Ja Morant. Yeah. Um, yeah the, Jaron the, Jackson. Yeah, okay. They got Dylan Brooks late. In, he's probably 16th in a draft in 2016. I can never remember that. They got a young shooting guard late in the draft as well. Okay. That's a that's an exciting team to watch. That's a Western Conference team as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, actually, I did have one more thing about Harden. Sorry about that. Um, the he, There was talking about the Heat, excuse me, talking about the Nets going there. The only thing that the Rockets had said about a trade to the Nets was that they wanted KD or Kyrie back, so they have to split that up. And I don't think that's very possible because those guys are pretty tight right now and they actually sure. both just got fined for some breach of media contract oh, yeah they they refuse to talk to the media yep so i mean which that's a rookie mistake it's a, man it's a free speech freedom of speech so your your ability to do that is there but it's part of your contract yep so yeah I mean, obligation i, to I don't do. have a problem with them not doing it you just you know you just Pay your fine and exactly. You know, ignore everyone as, asking questions about you. Yeah. Moving on, I want to talk about th- the situation in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Um, as you can see, there's someone who kind of hurts there now. He's gonna. <laughs> that was t- uh, there are about like fifteen to twenty players on that team who hurts, <laughs> who hurts right now. Something has to be done about that. Yeah, but the one that hurts is starting at quarterback, so. (laughs) (laughs) As Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback on Sunday for the Philadelphia Eagles. After Carson Wentz has now topped out at least 17 interceptions on the year. Uh, It's probably 18, probably closer to 20. And this is a guy who's a mess, man. This is... I don't want to call him a bust, but he's almost a bust. Well, for the amount of dollars he's getting paid to now be a bench quarterback, <laughs> in that sense, you're correct. Um, the sack bit, um, I believe there's he's one of two players or quarterbacks all time to get uh, sacked at least three times. Oh, he's been sacked like over 58 times this year. games, I believe, yeah. Um, and that was, do, that was two weeks ago I checked that, 58. You have to put some of that and the injuries, um, the turnover with these multiple receiver injuries, the offensive line injuries, yeah, um, it it can really mess with your head as far as you need you need to have a rapport with your receivers and receiver, yeah, exa- like yeah, when they're receiver reading coverage, issues. They're thinking one thing, and if you're not think- thinking the same thing, it's a huge problem. Um, I will put this on the coaching staff and GM too. And I think the only reason Doug Peterson still has a job there is because he has a winning record. In the Super Bowl. Like, you just won a Super Bowl yep. of just a couple of years ago. But, you know, the Philly fan base is like that, where, you know, they turn on you the next week. and Philly fans are brutal, man. Yeah, and, and there's a bit where you got, they already put a statue of Nick Foles mm-hmm. right outside the stadium. So I don't know if you like, I don't know if it's next to the player parking lot where you walk by it every <laughs> time you go to a game in Lincoln Financial. But there's that, and there's that, there's that doubt that you know this other guy brought yeah. us there. Whereas now, now we're sitting here three eight and one, mm-hmm. struggling. Think about but, that. This team had the pick before the Vikings in the first round, and they picked Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. Who had a punt return touchdown last week. So he played? I, uh, Rager? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was his seriously. first game. Right. Um, that re- that... He has been playing for a few... This is probably his... Oh, yeah, that's right. Straight, was, yeah, so I believe yeah. he was on IR for, Injuries for that first quarter. Injuries to first-round rookie wide receivers scare the hell out of me. You look back at Kevin White. <laughs> See, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Uh, Bears for a little yeah, bit. Yep, yep, Bears for a little bit. He daggered us a few times. Yep. Yeah, I watched him all. He played probably three games. 
yeah. and then was cut. Hit like injuries. three great games. Yeah, too. that's true. I mean, you um, go Sammy Watkins. Yep. You can go there. Are pl- Josh Doxson. Plenty of players. Laquan Treadwell, especially yep. players picked in that last area of the teens, the 15 through 20. They right. just have terrible it reputations. Such, it was such an elite receiver draft. And it, it's turning out to be so because yep. a lot of these players, yeah, are really turning out. Um, but I think it's that. You get. I feel you like you have at, to point at the this medical staff. Corey these, Coleman. Do you remember him? Uh, Browns guy picked eleventh overall before Will Fuller. Oh, I mean, I thought, <laughs> or was. Do you remember what round Will Fuller was picked in? Uh, he was picked thirteenth. Oh. And for they well, were both in the first round of the twenty sixteen draft. But I mean, yeah. If you, I the medical staff is just. There, there's so many injuries. I mean, you haven't had Lane Johnson healthy since, like, week two. And Corey Peters, which, um, to be fair, Corey Peters has got to have, like, no bones left on him. Or Jason Peters? <laughs> yeah, excuse okay, me. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's even playing at guard most of he's the time. He's 42 years um, old, too. And that left tackle, I don't even know his name, but it's it's diseased. Um, Wentz is first in inaccurate passes as well, so uncatchable balls. He's 19th um, in the league in, uh, no, excuse me, 18th in, yeah, one of those, in yards behind Teddy Bridgewater and the injured I'm Joe Burrow. he's even that high. Yeah, yeah, honestly. To be quite I honest. Um, I feel like Taysom Hill would be higher than that I feel by like now. even Dak Prescott would still have more <laughs> still at this point. But if you go to Jalen Hurts, it's, you know, Dougie, Dougie Peterson, he needs a spark. He needs a spark on offense. Um, someone well, and, who can kind of protect himself. He's going to run. Right. Someone and that's the main Uber, thing. This Uber team mobile. would be good if they ran the ball. But they but they can't because their their yards at first contact is so low. It's, yep. it's not even, I don't even think it's above one and a half. I feel like rushes. they lost Miles Sanders and just curled up into a ball and forfeited the whole season. Which... I is he still? I feel like he's still playing. I think they've only lost him just maybe for like a week. Oh, he may be here and there. So he's still playing. E- even if he, why aren't you running the ball Boston three out of four Scott, times? Boston Scott seems to be more explosive because you need to get him to the edge again. You don't have Lane Johnson. Even that's true. I mean, yeah. Well, either, regardless, you got two running Kelsey. backs. Jason Kelsey's been having a bad, bad year. I, I'm a former offensive lineman, so like I prefer to watch. The trenches, um, even Fletcher Cox. It's interesting. Fletcher Cox is almost phenomenal. You know, he gets a double team every time. Exactly. He's usually he's usually busting through it. Yeah. But now you don't even see him even get past the line of scrimmage on these double teams where one of the you got. I mean, I prefer the edge rush, um, but you also need to provide sort of middle thrust where you're collapsing the pocket from the inside yep. to get to a quarterback's face. Otherwise, in these situations where Fletcher Cox is getting beat, just straight up beat, um, the quarterback steps up and daggers that horrible secondary. Yeah. They're just getting beat by almost everyone. And they cut their – that secondary cut their former second-round rookie, um, Sidney Jones – this offseason, he's playing really well with Jacksonville now. Yeah, which we saw him make a bunch of plays on, on that Sunday, just not too, uh, mm-hmm. just a few days ago. Um, but with that Jalen Hurts bit, um, with how bad that offensive line is, you do need someone who can protect himself or at least get out of the pocket, uh, run through the middle, pick you up a th- like three yards. Um, that read option is available, so if you are able to. Get Miles Sanders the ball more. Quite honestly, he doesn't look that special. I mean, to be honest, Miles Sanders, I don't. Think I agree. He's I think a huge game changer. You're probably looking at like David Montgomery, maybe like. I agree with that. Tariq Cohen. Yeah, uh, he's not. Quite no, he's not. Yeah, he's, yeah. Cohen is maybe an early Jordan Howard. Sure. Right. With just less, he's not a power guy. He's more. Of yeah. A, that's what I said early yeah, before he, yeah. Very elusive, but. I'm thinking, you look at Philadelphia, they're rushing the ball 35.7% of the time. Which, they're usually always playing from behind because they go three and out quite often, especially on the first drive. 
and then that's true they, but if if even even so you run the ball so at least points. you should run the ball at least 40 percent of the time you're looking for balance yeah that's true um, well well if you're talking balance they're they're passing over 60 percent of the time and with no that, receivers and that's bad because you're your defensive lineman can pin their ears back, and once they see the ball snapped, all they have to do is get to the quarterback. That's exactly. Like, that's their only job, and that's all That's all they have to do. Game over. I mean, not essentially game over, but it makes it that much easier for a defensive lineman to just go out there, put on a few finesse pass rush moves, and you don't have to worry about um, getting beat by, like, a a draw or like a zone run I agree. coming from Miles Sanders. Because, yeah. right, it's only coming one out of every three plays. Exactly. And they usually can't because Wentz holds the ball so long and gets sacked, yeah. and now you're looking at that's, two, 2 and 15. That's one of those things that I think they're – that I think Jalen Hurts will change a little bit. I think he's – He's he's more athletic and he seems to be more versatile and agile. So I think he will be able to get out of yeah. the pocket easier. And Nick Foles was mashing that RPO. Yeah, that's true. On that Super Bowl run, I think this is something that obviously Jalen Hurts is will be his first start. So I don't think he can do it as efficiently as Nick Foles did in that Super yeah. Bowl season, where that roster was much better than it is right now. Mm-hmm. So it's um. You know, in a season that's over, essentially, I don't. I thought they were gonna turn it around. You know, get over five hundred, win the division, but essentially, the season's lost for them. So, I've got the Redskins winning the East. Excuse like me, the Washington football team. I like the Giants. I do too. The Colt McCoy man. Yeah, Colt I, McCoy. Uh, you get Daniel Jones back eventually, I believe. I, I don't care for any of those teams, so I don't. Look them up unless, right, it's a topic of discussion. Did the Jets win on Sunday? No. Oh, weren't they winning it? No, weren't they, they leading uh, at one point? They were up by 11 in the fourth oh quarter. Oh, Or they came back. They were down by 11 when they came back in the fourth quarter. And then um, uh, your boy Greg Williams dialed up a, <laughs> a zero blitz on the last on the last play of the game. Oh, yeah, he brought and eight Hen- attackers. And Henry, he Henry brought Ruggs eight guys. Deep. Yeah, and then that's how you get the first pick in the draft. Right, and he didn't even get the the post game meal. They they fired him right after that. Like he didn't even get the he didn't even get a sandwich. You know? Wait, the defensive coordinator they fired? Right. Oh, um, they didn't fire Greg Greg Williams, the bounty gate guy. Um, oh, what's oh, his that's name? coming eventually. Ah, uh, no, Gase. I don't know. Yeah, Adam Gase is the worst coach in the NFL. Has oh, been for, for for sure. I mean, for a few years. Just he had solidly there. It's almost losing on purpose. It's uh, no, exactly, yeah. It's L's for Lawrence, and you know, and he probably won't even. If I'm him, I'm not even committing to the draft, or I'm strongly you, saying I will not play for this team. I think you, I think you still are because, in my opinion, you look at guys who didn't, didn't, didn't go to the draft after they won the Heisman. Or when they were on top of the top of everything, you you see guys like Matt Leinert, Leinert, who stayed an extra year and fell to eleven, and you I I'm even I'm even thinking Lamar Jackson he could have gone one year after he won the Heisman, but he stayed one extra year and fell all the way to thirty two. But in doing so, landing a far superior franchise. That's true. Than, That's true. Um, if we if I can go back in my memory real quick. Whoever was the first pick was probably the Jets. Baker Mayfield was oh, the first see, pick. Like you, Donald I mean, was three. I mean, maybe now with um, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, where you do have such a great roster like that. But if you land on Baltimore, you're like such a great franchise. That's true. Much, I mean, eons better than the Browns as far as yeah an organized franchise. That's going somewhere. Browns are nine and three. Surprisingly, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Stefanski is Kevin Calm. He, right, he's right at the ship, and maybe that OBJ injury might have been much better, much better for them in the long run. Yeah, on the ball a million times anyway, which mm-hmm. is what you want to do. Yeah. All right, Johnny, you want to talk about the Vikings versus Bucks for a little oh, bit? I can do that all day. It's uh, it's Brady. Brady five and zero, 
against Minnesota all time. Like, Vikings offensive line is be, destroyed. It's going to be hard to uh, who we have injured so far. I, uh, I looked I at it. I it think, was Cleveland Reef. Um. So both of them practiced today. In oh, I thought you said fashion. they didn't. Oh, sorry. No. Um. The only players we didn't have practice were uh, Kendricks and then a couple other guys that we don't need but and we do need Kendricks to which is the problem that's why we lost because nobody knew how to lead a defense like Kendricks does oh yeah he's right he, now he's ranked third in um pro football focus he's been in the league for four years and this guy as young as he is the best middle linebacker in the NFL he's he's right up there he's yeah. top five in tackles in the NFL he's uh he was I think he was sitting at one for a little yes bit he was yeah, um, battling with Malik Collins, the defensive tackle with the um, Cowboys, but I yeah, think they and, slid now. And that's something we're going to have to defend because Brady is a, has been notoriously prefers shorter routes and has been abysmal, except for like the Randy Moss season as far as deep passing. I He's think most of his picks. The Vikings the will ball. be able to cover that fairly well. I actually because we've got the young corners and I think keeping him close keeping everybody closer to the line of scrimmage lets our linebackers help. And, and I think and Eric I think Eric Wilson is playing an excellent has, Eric Wilson has excellent first is, half of the season. With with the amount of playing time Eric Wilson is getting, we're telling that he's way better than Ben Gideon. Oh, for sure. Hundred percent better. And he's um I don't even think he's on is he on our roster anymore? Gideon is injured. Oh sure. I mean, even um, uh, the Troy Die cat is Troy is playing okay, and I love that guy. He's going to be yeah. a future star. But our, but the big problem is we, um, if we even watch last game, James Robinson was having like six, seven, like eight yards a tote yep. against us. So that'll be well. That's part that goes into our that. young defensive line too. We have uh, Shamar Stefan, who has really he's. Almost at the, he's he's on the latter end of his career, and you got Jaleel Johnson, who's been playing pretty well, especially for a guy who's drafted in the fourth round in twenty eighteen, I believe, out of Iowa. And, and our, yeah, that defensive line rotation is playing really well. I mean, you even had like Brailford come out of nowhere. I couldn't yeah. have even heard of him before. And we are missing. Oh, what's his name? I want to say Corey Peters, but I know that's wrong. The um, guy from Baltimore. Michael Pierce. Yep. That yeah, we are missing that anchor in the middle right. of the D line. We had it with Linval. We had it with Pat and Kevin Williams together. Yeah, which was yeah, which was one of our better defenses yep. ever. Um, and they're also direly missing Daniel Hunter. I think he had uh, even uh, Sheldon was a three technique, but nope, Sheldon was also in there. Great. Yeah, um, he was him and him next to uh, Joseph were a freaking the, force of nature. On the corner, on the secondary thing, I do kind of worry about. Um, Antonio Brown being such a great savvy route runner. You do. Um, Mike Evans did miss practice with a hamstring. He's um, notor- that's notoriously been out like that occasionally. He's the best receiver games. on their team too. Um, and then you have Chris Godwin was able to practice today, and Chris Godwin is someone who can beat a lot of the guys. Oh, he's yeah, probably one of the fastest, top five fastest right. receivers, so, and he's the best cuts so in the NFL. So you do kind of worry opinion. about that. Like, if we start giving up points, um, this defense has been better as of late. Um, right, but if this our offense is playing very well, we're number one. I agree. We're definitely we, top three. And that offensive line in the past, in the not, not last week, but the two, the probably the three weeks before that, that offensive line was playing the best it's looked in years. Right. But at the same time, we're doing all these huge critical mistakes in the first half of games yep. and then miraculously coming back in the second half of games, which this isn't a team where we can do that. We have to play 60 minutes of mm-hmm. good Turnover, 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 free football. Because what the heck, we can't even hand it off sometimes and lose yeah. the ball like that. I do want to go back to that um, short routes you were saying. I think that ven- benefits the Vikings because I think those young corners getting caught one-on-one deep routes is terrible for them sure. because they're all most of them are all undrafted. Yeah, and, and maybe Zimmer sees that too where Brady's struggling to throw the ball deep 
Yeah. So he's able to kind of, you know, we'll take the, we'll take the little little jabs, the little jabs, and then ten yards. When, get, when don't let get him get the, the ten zone, yards. We'll be able to, we'll be able to stop you and force a field goal or. Yeah. Exactly. Um, even even if we find ways to shorten the game in a sense where they're a lack of incompletions or they prefer to run the ball and we keep the score low is something we can do. But yeah. I, I do have a bunch of things written down on their defense. Um, so their defense are 19th in red zone percentage as far as touchdowns conceded, where we're sitting at top three on offense for touchdowns scored once we get in the red zone. Um, they are exploitable through the air. They're 22nd in pass yards per game, but they do have an excellent pass rush in um, Shaquille Barrett, yep. um, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, players they're missing, too, are they, they don't have Vita Vey. He's out for the season. Their defensive is, tackle for... Which for, is lucky for me. us because, yeah, we yeah. really struggle with big, beefy yeah. nose tackles. But you do have Ndamukong Sue, who's no slouch and has been playing pretty well ever since he... He entered the league. I mean, and Carlton Davis so took Detroit. a huge step this year. He's he's one of the best corners in the league and now. And we have uh, Levante David, who's yep. a top five middle linebacker. Exactly. Like one of the one or two best ones on like on a on his best day. Next to Devin Smith, the young, the yeah, young other linebacker. Yeah. Yes. So, so they're strong in the front seven, um, and they're first in rush yards per game. So they allow the least amount of rush yards per game. So this maybe hopefully we get the screen game going. Find find ways to get Dalvin Cook the ball outside of turning around and handing it off to him. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree. I think this is a screen game, maybe a little bit of play maybe play action. I think you got to get your tight ends involved in this game. And we did have Irv Smith did practice today. That's, so we that's should good. Be able to run I, you've like a seen tight end set. it. Yeah, the the play action of the tight ends, I've been saying it all year. It's freaking working. Yep. And it's I um I'm going to have to go on the record cuz I feel like the last time I was on the podcast I was absolutely tearing Kirk to shreds and he must have listened. <laughs> and you know, he must have heard smoke screens. He was like, "All right, hold my beer." And he <laughs> No, he drank hold my hold my water. He's probably not drinking anything. It was post game. It was post game. Um, it was. I mean, he's just been on a tear. He was, I believe, he was, was NFC Player of the Week. Yep. Last week or the week before. Um, just excellent fourth quarter play. Unfortunately, the turnovers are still kind of there with the weird fumbles. Yeah. Happened. Um, but right one away one of the things the that's helped prior. him though is the route running. There's receivers. We have two receivers who they're both amazing route runners and they fit the scheme perfectly, Especially, which uh, we've never really Thielen's had. Unstoppable. Exactly. Zone, we've never yeah. Red zone percentages. We've never God. really had two great route runners. Like even Diggs, he was more of a deep threat if anything. Yeah. I um and. When you think when you talk about our receivers, you like you think about JJ Justin Jefferson. He's on pace to break. Anquan Ooh, I like Bolden's. that. You say Jefferson. Jefferson. Ooh, yeah, I, like I like that. that. No, I like it a lot too. Uh, he's on pace to break Anquan Bolden's rookie receiving record. Uh, uh, he's about. It's about. Um, he's got eighty eighty eight ish yards right now per per game. But when you think of those first four games, he only had probably. Five, six, yeah. seven total catches. So, I mean, in the span of eight games, he's been lighting it up. Absolutely lighting it up. I agree. Um, he he leads. Um, T. Higgins is second in receiving yards as far as receivers. I'm he honestly surprised he's that 300 high. more yards receiving. Oh, my gosh. Than he does. And he's he's sitting at just over 1,000 a a thousand yards. Um, he's one of five players in NFL history to get over a thousand yards in his first 12 games vote for like, the pro bowl people things, you can vote as many times as he you could want be, he could be all pro for all I care he's fourth in receiving yards in the NFL um uh 84 Randy Moss had thir- 1313 yards so thir- just over 1300 yards in his rookie season so he's on pace to break that um and we're talking about the fifth receiver selected Right, in that draft, <laughs> eighteen. You know? Right, I, I mean, how lucky that we are to actually have had him. Like, you couldn't even have imagined that, exactly. this kind of production. Um, 
I do kind of like that, though. Where you don't have to worry Bucks about this. The are exposable in the past game. Yeah, it's true. I do kind of like that, though. You don't have to worry about the stress of taking one guy. It's like the Timberwolves, when they had the NBA draft, they had to figure out the one guy you had to pick, and there wasn't a clear first, clear best player. Right, yeah. This, uh, yeah, that draft, you couldn't really... He couldn't really think of anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like a casual NBA guy like me, like, I had no idea who Anthony Edwards was, and then... It's, they, the I feel like they basically just went, ah, other screw players. it. Let's pick Edwards. Like, I only knew, yeah, I only knew him, the ball, and I don't even know his first name. And then I don't know, like, any of the other guys. So they're, like, zero, almost zero standouts. Um, but you're, I do worry about Kirk having said, like, all my apologies. Um, you have Shaquille Barrett's third in QB pressures. Um, Sir Kirk is, um, he's kind of turnover prone. When people get in his face and he doesn't get, he's someone that really needs time. And you do have like the play action rollouts yep. where he excels and he's wonderful at it. Okay, Johnny, over under for sacks. I'm going to give you three over or under. Vikings get sacked three or more. More. It's oh, wow. I'm thinking like five or six because. Wow, they're going to get destroyed. I just, I just feel like the Bucks will be able to move the ball. They'll score some points. They'll put some points up. And I, the I think way, the way we come out in these first halves of games, and we're done with that. We had like five games at home, and now then we go to Raymond James Stadium. Yep. So it's a now we're kind of changing the environment. So yeah, there might be some some kind of mess up. A little we more do that. fire on grass. Hopefully, now. Like yeah. There's there's a difference in in sometimes playing at home versus playing away, especially when you play at home for so many games in a row. Um. I agree. But we don't we haven't really definitively beaten any teams. So no. and this is a good team. Yep. So we have to True. step up and play a an excellent first half. And I think we might have three sacks in that first half alone. <sighs> That'd the, be tough. It's a good they have a great pass they have great pass rush. You have, you bookend Shaquille Barrett and then um Jason Pierre Paul. And so mm-hmm. but Riley Reef is playing great. Uh, Brian O'Neill is is well is doing well too. Yeah, I agree. So the only worry would be Indomitian Sue probably gets gets at least one in the game. Yeah, and some kind of blitz where we miss the pickup. But Dalvin Cook's been excellent picking up the blitz and then pass block situations this year. I think if you put him out a wide receiver and run some short routes for him, uh, even across the middle, right. where uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, um, out routes. For him, so you can get him away from those middle linebackers. You could get you you could get some pretty good production. Yeah, I I guess I'm not I'm sh- I don't know if they do Tampa two still. I don't know if they never yeah get teams rid of being run that Tampa. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they are zone coverage, we got guys that'll be able to to find the soft spots. Oh, yeah. and get and get there quickly. But if you have a two tight end set again, if you're if Herb's good to go, you can always mm-hmm. really keep one of those two guys or even. Tyler Conklin is a de- is a pretty good pass yeah, catching you tight end. A, a few big big catches. You even put him out there maybe just specifically for blocking. Exactly. He was probably a better blocker than mm-hmm. Rudolph and Irv Smith. But it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough sledding. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait to watch it. Well, thank you for listening to Smokescreen Sports Podcast, and remember, as always, we are sponsored by Topper's Pizza. Top- I'm. Toppers.com, order order online. Um, introduce rolling out a new menu item, Kringle Sticks. Uh, you got a butter base with um, cinnamon sugar. We have raspberry icing that goes on top of that with some streusel finished with cream cheese icing. You can get go online and order one free. You can get, if you get a large pizza, you get a free order of Kringle Sticks. So head to toppers.com. Thank you for listening to Smokescreen Sports Podcast. I'm your host here, Carl Gunner, with Johnny Knowlton here signing off. Thank you for listening to Smokescreen's Podcast. You never know what's coming.